Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Yusuf, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. What's up, guys? We are going to the Europa League quarterfinals. What Woo, a wonderful 2-1 victory against Galatasaray with El Clasico coming up in about three days. I am just so enthused, right? I feel like you look at this game and, you know, it wasn't exactly perfect, but to see the team go down 1-0, again, a corner uh, set piece goal that, you know, kind of was our downfall. But to see these young kids come back and kind of throw off some of the ghosts of our previous second leg away, you know, European struggles was just so wonderful to see use. I mean, um, what what did you think, right? Because you had missed the last game, right? You're away from the podcast. Mm-hmm. So people want to know, like, how did you feel coming into this game based off our last performance? And then how did you feel about this Galatasaray game, the lineup, etc.? Well, you know, I, I we played them in the first leg. We drew them 0-0. That was not something I expected. Uh, we've talked about the opportunity for our team to go have their ups and downs, and I thought maybe, hey, we struck a slight little uh, downfall there, and then we came back in Osasuna. I missed that game, but it was a wonderful game. Everybody scoring. We looked very good, ball moving. But then coming into this game, you know, I was... I was worried that uh, we might not learn from our mistakes from the first leg because we were getting countered left and right. And, you know, I was kind of right in the beginning of this first ga- the first half, right? We struggled to close down gaps against their offense. They had uh, early opportunities. Ter Stegen had a weird, you know, uh, uh, had to shuffle the ball around and get it out of there in the back. And so I was scared at the first. And then you said they scored that corner. We're bad on set pieces. We're not able to close down spaces. Sure. Our team isn't coordinated enough. And um, that kind of that But kind I of was really in, happy. Right? Because, like, you uh-huh. know, let's go into the starting lineup. And we got Torres, Aubameyang, Traore up front. Then the classic mm-hmm. midfield of Pedri, Busquets, Frankie de Jong. The back line, Serginho Dest, because Danny Alves is out. Eric Garcia, PK, and Jordi Alba. And I bring up the, you know, starting lineup because there was a, a notable change, right? We had Eric Garcia instead of Ron Larajo. Sure. And we saw early in that first half that Eric Garcia got kind of burned. Jordi Alba made a wonderful block to keep us in. And, you know, what was on the top of my mind as I went to this game, and I posted on our Barca about this, I had two main things I wanted to see. One is I wanted to see Frankie de Jong play more offensive because if you remember in that Galatasaray game, we had, you know, Frankie start for Busquets as that central defensive midfielder. And I felt like he was kind of neutered. And in that first half, you saw Frankie de Jong get a nice, you know, one-on-one with the goalkeeper that unfortunately he pushed wide. And then in the second half, he ultimately got the assist to Aubameyang for the winning goal. So I was happy to see that. I thought Javi did a good job there in terms of going with tried and true Pedri Busquets, Frankie de Jong, and then as well, you know, I might have wanted to see Dembele instead of Traore, but I, I thought it was good that we didn't put Gavi up on one of the wings because that doesn't really work out too well. Um, but Eric Garcia, right, that's the big choice here that he made, and I almost was our downfall, right? It wasn't necessarily his fault in the corner that because that was Ferran Torres' man that scored the goal, but... You know, I think I have this, there's this big debate in my head, and I see it on Twitter, and, you know, there are so many social media personalities uh, and just random fans all across the world who kind of move with the wind, right? We have a game where Eric Garcia starts and we do well. Oh, my God, Eric Garcia's, you know, ability to facilitate the ball from the back is so vital to our offense that we have to start him over Araujo. Then you get Araujo in and you see him make some good stops, and then you see the, the, the claims, oh, my God, Eric Garcia sucks at defending. Araujo is the one we had to go with. So... What was your, you know, what's your take on that Garcia Araujo difference? And then why do you think Xavi went with Garcia for this game? 
Uh, Garcia, for me, has always been shaky. I don't trust him on defense. I think, you know, we had so many problems in the past letting up so many goals. Our defense was shaky. Our defense is still not fully there yet, um, as we saw in that corner. But Garcia coming in, I never trust, especially in a game where we had Drew leg uh, leg one was 0-0, and we had to score in this game. And I knew the potential of Eric Garcia starting means it could be a possible goal. And it did happen. Not his fault. Um, but I think maybe the comments from Javi previously about how Araujo had trouble getting the ball outside, out of the back may have influenced his decision because we did need to have some goals scored in this game. So maybe he wanted that offense, maybe Garcia, to fis- facilitate that ball forward, get it through the midfield. But... I do think if our midfield is strong enough, PK and Araujo are able to uh, facilitate it to the midfield, and the midfield can take it from there. Sure. A lot of times, I feel like um, our, our center backs move forward anyway, so they're able to get the ball to the midfield without too much of a hassle. And I think, you know, if we had Danny Alves, because obviously we don't have him for Europa League, he also does a good job of moving the ball forward. So I don't necessarily think Garcia is necessary um, overall to do that facilitating job. Mm. Well, Let's get into the first half because I think for me there are two players who stand out, right? Uh, and they have you know some interesting repercussions. The first one is Pedri, right? Like what a mm-hmm. gift from God or My the boy, gods, the golden right? boy. Like what a wonderful, wonderful player. I mean that first goal. Uh, it's funny because Pedri started the game a little bit shaky. I thought giving up the ball a little more than mm-hmm. usual. He seemed a little bit rusty or either just a little bit hesitant. I mean, the Galatasaray fans, we must say, were very, very vocal. So vocal that they ended up throwing bottles at Jordi Alba, which was totally not cool. But, you know, Pedri comes out and that first goal, man. I mean, you know, Torres gets it to Frankie de Jong. Frankie de Jong gets it back to Pedri. And then Pedri just makes them all. He just jukes them all out, right? He just basically doesn't move. He's mm-hmm. very patient. Such patience exhibited there he waits for one guy to dive waits for a second one and then just slots it home and I think you know that was really the kind of it tied us up 1-1 and that what that's what kind of gave the momentum back to us so that when the second half began we were ready to go I think for me also in that first half and in the second half until his injury Serginho Dest was really really wonderful I mean uh, mm-hmm. just defensively his ability to stop people offensively he was able to carry the ball up and provide us you know another aspect of attack which I talked about on our last video about how important it is in this Javi system to have you know the right and left backs either come in words or at least provide uh, a way to get the ball forward to the wingers who are providing that width up front and so that was amazing but like you kind of said at the beginning of this video the first half wasn't great we give up that goal uh, for some reason, our players weren't really able to connect passes. There was uh, an attempt for Obama Yang, it seemed like, to kind of drop deeper, get the ball, and then, you know, with his back towards goal, pass it out to help, you know, maybe move off the center backs, maybe uh, make the midfield goal towards him so we can open up some other passing lanes. And it really didn't work out that well, right? Uh, yeah, I just think we were unable to connect. We lost the ball in bad positions. We were chasing the ball and chasing the players, not uh, not being in a position to stop them regularly. And I think that changed in the second half. But, you know, to go back slightly on that desk point, I think he did wonderful defensively. And the fact that he may be injured and miss El Clasico is going to oh, be really so sad. Bad. because. Yeah, it's going to be very unfortunate if we have to play Danny Velvez against Vinny Jr. or whoever else they're going to kill us with, uh, possibly. But, you know, Des was on that right wing or on the right back, and then he had Torre in front of him. And every time he pushed forward, I don't know what it was. It seemed there was a disconnect between him and Torre. Well, I don't know. certainly Torre and Farron didn't uh-huh. have great first halves or even whole games, That's true. right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he would like Des would come push forward, 
kick the ball out to Troy. And I don't think Troy is very good with just picking the ball up right where he is and then creating something. Yeah. He needs a little more space to exactly. work with. Exactly. I totally and, agree. Yeah. I feel like what I've learned more and more is that Troy is really good when teams are going to let us play because then they can't mm-hmm. just have you know a parked bus with two players on him or where he gets the ball just at a standstill and has to create from there. Against that type of team, with, and Galatasaray played this today, I think Dembele is doing uh, a little bit better. Um, and so, you know, it's good that we have versatility amongst Dembele and Trari and, and who we can decide to, to put out there on the right side. Uh, but one thing I was happy about, right, moving to the second half is Xavi immediately made subs, right? That's something we had kind of mm-hmm. criticized about Xavi. And we criticize about all coaches when things don't go right, that they're, you know, making subs too late. But at halftime, we had Dembele come on for Adama, which, you know, based off what I just said, seemed like the right choice. Um, and, you know, r- three minutes after halftime, we get another great goal, right? We get multiple shots saved by Nyaki Pena, our guy out on loan, who again proved that, you know, he definitely should come back to Barca and probably give competition to Ter Stegen. And then, you know, Frankie De Jong gets that header assist to Aubameyang who puts it away. And, you know, it highlights two big things. One is Aubameyang is just continuing to score, which is uh, a revelation, right? Because Aubameyang was totally that type of player in the winter transfer window who had as equal of a shot to perform really bad as really well. And it was kind of always with uh, Aubameyang, especially after his whole issue uh, for the Africa Cup of Nations and with Arsenal, where like he didn't mentally seem like he was in the right place to play. He seems to have corrected it, which is awesome. And then, like I started this video out with, my goal and what I wanted to see from the team, especially was Frankie De Jong in a more offensive uh, mindset. And, you know, he had that breakaway in the first half, almost a one-on-one. He was in the box there, ready to give that assist pass. So unselfish from Frankie De Jong. And, and you know, Aubameyang put it away. Yeah, you know what I like about that point too is with the fact that Frankie de, uh, Frankie is pushing forward, it when the team is parking the bus, it causes chaos when the attackers push forward, right, and have opportunity in the box. Because a lot of times when they park the bus, I feel like we move the ball up really slow. We're trying to work our way from outside the box, the corners, and push something in with maybe like one person trying to get a header like Luke de Jong or Aubameyang or whoever else is in there. But it doesn't work out because they, they just have too many men in the box covering everything. But when you have that chaos, uh, Ferran Torres trying to take a shot, it's getting deflected, it's coming off, um, and then you have Frankie in the perfect position to header it. Aubameyang's in the perfect position, both onside, because obviously you're having them park the bus, so they have the onsides for you, um, as well as you know the lines, depending on the situation. But... It doesn't matter. I really enjoy that we didn't seem like we were just being lackadaisical and sitting outside the box and just hoping something would be created. Th- yeah, I mean, that's the whole... That's we forced it. That's Javi ball, right? That's something I talked to actually a lot yeah. about in our last episode, which is when I was solo, is that, you know, the team has multiple angles of attack and it just seems like people mm-hmm. are always making runs and our team is getting a more instinctual understanding of where people are going to run even before, you know, they receive the ball. And we saw that a lot in the beginning of the first, uh, the second half. And then, you know, Sergio Des goes down. He makes a wonderful slide tackle that could have saved a scary opportunity around the 56th minute. And we put in Araujo. You know, again, Araujo, I love him as a center back, as a right back. Sometimes he lacks the <laughs> pace needed. You know, nothing against him. It's just yeah. uh, he's just not like that that fast. And so um, they they had a little bit more of a chance to attack us, right? Like the the last twenty five minutes were was really a game of them just playing pretty dirty with some bad fouls the ref was awful he was always somehow hitting the ball and like causing disruption in play you have uh Jordi Alba getting you know things thrown at him from the fans because he was you know delaying a little bit in his 
uh, throw in, which I love, by the way. Jordi Alba is the type of player who <laughs> you hate if you are not a fan of his team. You hate a Jordi Alba type, but if he's on your team, you got to love him. I thought he was good defensively today. And, you know, the one thing I think our team did really good is that we we kept the ball in that last 10, 15 minutes, right? Like Galatasaray were mm. set up. They wanted to counter us. And, you know, you get exposed on a counter when you go all out for a goal to seal the game. And our team was pretty smart. We didn't go forward with too many people in a way that would be dangerous on the counter. We kind of held the ball. We made a good good, uh, good attempt to keep possession, which, sure, in some sense, you don't want to see Barca playing a hold the possession end the game against Galatasaray normally. But with so many young players and with a big comeback, I, I thought I was totally happy with how we ended the game. Do you have any other thoughts about how, uh, how the last you know, 20, 30 played out? No, I'm just happy we fought to the end, to be honest. And we did a good job. We played smart. We played calm. We didn't um, let, you know, our previous history affect us. Mm -hmm. We didn't look, um, you know, we didn't look nervous, I would say. And that was a big problem I think we had. But I'm happy with the result. We're moving forward. It doesn't matter. We put that, you know, behind us. And then we all, what we really have to look forward to here is El El Clasico Clasico. I'm scared, and, man. Uh, if we don't have Des and we put Danny Alves, Al- Danny Alves against Vinicius, that's scary. If we mm-hmm. decide to put Araujo as that right back and then we put Eric Garcia and maybe Langlet, well, we if might PK's not have PK. hurt, right? If we have Eric yeah. Garcia up against Kareem Benzema on the form he's in after that hat trick against PSG, that does not sound good. But, you know, looking mm-hmm. to the Europa League, we'll have a draw soon. So you and I will definitely be making a video after the Clasico as well as about the Europa League draw. We just saw Sevilla and Betis get kicked out of the Europa League in extra time. So we got a good opportunity here, Yus. We just really need the team to mm-hmm. continue improving. And, uh, you know, hopefully Serginho Dest and PK will be okay. But with that, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate the support. Please smash that subscribe button. We're really trying to hit 500 subs in the month of March. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, guys.